Welcome to episode number seven, Photos with Sharita podcast, how to manage your kids' memorabilia. We want to talk today about how to wrangle all that memorabilia and school projects and things that they want to save that maybe you don't want to save or creates clutter in your house and really how to get control of that. So we're going to give you some tips for different ages of your children and how you can manage that with them. I'm Shara Humphreys and I'm here today with Rita Norton, Photos with Sharita, and today we're talking about how to manage your kids' memorabilia. Rita, this managing kids' memorabilia really takes different forms depending on what age your kids are, don't you think, in terms of when your kids were younger versus now we both have older children. You have one at home who's a senior, and I have one at home who's in college. Mm-hmm. So young kids, let's talk about, we're going we're gonna to talk in three kind of age group. So for parents with young children, elementary and middle school, really, and then we'll talk about high school and college kids and then adult kids. And you're thinking, my adult kids don't have memorabilia that they're giving me. We're not saying that. We're saying if you never got to manage it when they were younger, uh, I don't mean that your adult kids should be bringing memorabilia to your house. (laughs) That would be be weird. But let's talk about parents with young kids. I have what I was one of the best tips I received many years ago when I had three little ones at home. My kids are 21 months apart, so I had, and they were back to back at school. So my son would be in, say, third grade, and my twin daughters would be in second grade. So there was a lot going on at that time of our life. And they would bring home projects, you know, fun things that they made. And I know now we're in a different age with so much digital and the kids are using iPads and computers at school much more than my children did. But they're still making things. I know this. Uh, And so I see parents are still rushing out to get poster board or foam core board and markers and, you know, toothpicks and cotton balls and I don't know, salt and, you know, absence. I don't know what they glue and paste on these things. So they get noodles. I always love the pasta necklaces and things like that, you know, right? And how about paper plates with the self-portrait? I'm just, I'm having flashbacks. You've got these young kids and they bring home these things and everything is a work of art and you just, you know, you can't bear to throw it away. Especially, let me also put this, if you have one child, <laughs> But since I'm the mom of four and Rita's the mom of two, we know what happens when the second child comes because the first child, everything is amazing and, frankly, a miracle that this human being you have has created these beautiful works of art. So here's my best tip for young kids. Take a picture, and now you've got a smartphone, so your camera's always there. In my day, I would have, you know, like, oh, the camera doesn't have film. Look how old I am. Uh, but Grab your smartphone and have your child stand and hold that object that they created. So if it's three-dimensional, even better. If it's flat, even if it's just a flat picture that they color and they love it because they become very attached to the items and you might have mutiny if they find them in the trash. I'm not speaking from experience, but you take a picture of them, and now you have a picture of the object and a picture, really, of how old the child was when they created it. So that's fun to look back at. And I have those of my kids, so I could throw away a lot. And then I did save. I did create a keepsake box for each child. And this was my own personal little boundary rule. Whatever I keep has to fit in the box. 
So if it's bigger, if it's, if it's a bigger thing, then I can't keep it. I have to take a picture of it. And Rita, I know that you did something really neat with your daughter's artwork. Um, and, you know, we all have very talented artists um, in, in our homes, even, even when they're not. But at the time we think they are or they think they are or maybe truly they really are. Uh, uh, you know, going to be an artist. Yeah. But what do you do? What did you do with those, um, all of those great things that Clarissa created? Well, I photographed them and then I put them in a book and I had, I did them for about, I photographed maybe six years of her artwork from probably, what, two to eight. And then I had her write a little message at the beginning and I, you know, it was a little funny. It's like, you know, Clarissa the artist or whatever. But I had a picture of her um, as a, an eight-year-old in there at the end. And at the beginning was when she was two or so. And a lot of the different artwork was stuff that she had done at, you know, a daycare or at home or then in kindergarten, et cetera. But it was just a nice, was the best pieces of those times that made up, you know, volume one of, um, you know, the, the artist years of, of, of my daughter. So I actually love it because then it gave me permission to discard the items that were, we, we took pictures of the favorites, but some of that stuff is big and you can't keep it all. Anything you do decide to keep, I'd like to add an extra tip um, to what Shara said is if you do keep some, the pieces that you decide to keep, make sure you write the date on the back of them. Even though you have that photo, um, it will be nice even if you're looking back again to just be able to flip over that piece of artwork and go, oh my gosh, they did this in kindergarten or third grade or whatever. Absolutely. That's such a great tip. And I know I've worked with clients before with their kids' memorabilia and they don't know what, what grades. The other mm-hmm. good part about this, when your kids are elementary, middle, and even high school, they will be able to look and boom, they, they look at anything and they're like, oh, that was in third grade. So that was true. Fifth grade. So, so make sure that, you know, if you can get them involved in that, so you can mark everything if you didn't do it right at the time that they brought it home, you know, just uh, pencil the date on the back of any of the stuff that they create. Another thing that I did is as we sifted through and I saved, you know, what I knew would be special things as they get you know, as they grow and get bigger and older and time flies, I got a set of black frames and I lined our basement uh, stairwell with their artwork. So the handprints, the turkey hand and those things and the little poems from preschool and whatnot. I, I, and with three at that point, because uh, our last one came later, uh, I just tried to divide it up evenly, you know, three of Rachel's, three of Elizabeth's, three of Everett's. And then I created a little gallery wall down the basement. I didn't necessarily want it in the foyer or the main living, but it made me smile when I walked down uh-huh. and they could talk about it too. And their friends were down there. So we created that. Uh, and then one more thing that I, I can't remember who gave this idea. It was a friend years ago that she did this because she always encouraged the arts with her kids. And they would eat at the end of each school year, they would have what they called a gallery uh, show Uh and they would invite their grandparents and, you know, friends, and they would let the kids display all their art 
all over the, you know, living room, the main floor of the house, you know, they could hang it up with string or, you know, poster tacky and all that. And everybody could walk through. And then at the end of the gallery, you know, grandparents could take one. (laughs) That was a good idea. And they had, uh, you know, uh, some sort of family agreement where we would keep your three best pieces or your five best pieces. And again, let's go back to uh, scanning. We talked about scanning, I think, in episode number five. And that, you can scan some of these things, too. If you can't take a picture, you can scan. And then you can make that digital album like you did with Clarissa. So Mm -hmm. that is all how to manage younger kids. And taking a picture, having a gallery show, make it fun for them, but teaching them to get rid of clutter and that we can't save every piece of paper and everything we make a mark on is just kind of a life skill. (laughs) So, So you can do those things. And then what happens if you never did any of that? And you're listening right now and you have a high school or college kid and you have let's just say some boxes, (laughs) cardboard boxes or plastic totes, and you were dumping all their stuff in it and you put it up in the attic or the basement and you're, you're wanting to downsize, you know, and, and you want to get some of this clutter out of your house, but you've saved it because, you know, your kids would have gotten mad if you got rid of it or you were just being sentimental as a parent. What do you do with a high school or college kid? Do you, are they interested in that's, you're fresh in that, parenting season, Rita, because your son is a sophomore in college and Clarissa is a senior. So how would you manage that if you hadn't made those art books for her and save some of that at this stage? Well, I'm, I'm guilty that even though I made an art book, I still had the bins of the um, different pieces that they would bring home. We had the big move from the east coast, from the west coast to the east coast. So last March, April, May was a real purge time for this artwork, and I went through, and I it, the kids were there, so it was great. They were able to easily get rid of, or you know, so we don't need any of this. Um, it was surprising they were happy to get rid of most of it, and I was like, but wait this is really cute or look how good this is. And they're like, no mom. And and I love what you said earlier when they'd be able, they can look at it and know what grade they were in or how old they are. And I was just like shocked because they're like, I did that in sixth grade. It was this assignment. We had this. And I was like, oh my goodness. So they really do remember what they create, but they were very easily and happy to um, get rid of most of it. So I kept the pieces that I think meant more to me. And also the one thing that I found uh, were when my son was a baby up till two and a half, I worked at a, in corporate America and they had daycare on site. So that was awesome. So I was able to visit him during the day, but they made this full daily book of his experience at school every day from a four-month-old baby until he left there at about two and a half. And that thing was fat and fabulous to read. And so for parents who have children, and I think a lot of daycare centers do that now, um, I went through and I photographed and scanned the a big majority of it not just I was gonna say the highlights but really most of it felt like a highlight because it was a daily journal of what my child did and it really took me back so that took some time 
um, to go through that, but that was, it was fabulous to have that um, documented. And he didn't care so much about it, but I certainly did. So I think uh, for the high school kids, when they're around, have them go through it. It will absolutely, they'll, they'll get rid of a lot more stuff than you might have. And you can keep your favorites and, you know, choose to, you know, manage it with either photographing it or scanning it and then adding it into your digital photo hub. So I love all of that. And I love that any kid remembers exactly. I mean, some <laughs> of the things I can remember, I have a my own box of my things from school that I say <laughs> I've always been a memory keeper. And I know exactly, oh, that was fifth grade. We lived in Michigan. This was in third grade. I know when That's those incredible. Were, but as parents, we don't really remember, especially if you have multiple children. So get the kids to tell you and then get them to pick. And I think it's just a good life skill to have them weed things out and say, you know, these are the best things and I do want it. This is still special. And <laughs> You know, in my in my world, those memory boxes and really my memory boxes are plastic, to, you know, tubs like Rubbermaid. Mm -hmm. You can do an archival box if you want to get fancy. But I like clear totes. They have to be clear. I'm I'm a little um, spazzy about my clear containers because I need to see what's in them. I used to do colored and I hate colored now. So I want clear totes with a lid and then I label them on the lid and on the side on each end. So wherever the box is facing, I know that, you know, this is Everett's box and my kids want to get into them. So, um, but it has to fit in the box and I just feel like that's it. Like it has to fit in the box. And so give yourself kind of your own boundary for what it is and you can pick how big the box is and how much space you have in your house to keep it. One other thing that I thought of as you were talking about how we save and take pictures or scan, I've seen this a couple of places. I, I know that Becky Higgins does it in Project Life. I, I follow her and I, I love how she, um, you know, keeps memories for her family. She's definitely a memory keeper with the whole company uh, about memory keeping. She uses a black, I, I think this is her, I'm giving her credit anyway, uh, black foam core board, a piece of board you could get at the dollar store, you know, drugstore, or white. She does both. And she lays the artwork on that black or white board, depending on what it is. And she photographs it with her good camera, sometimes with her smartphone, but it just looks good. And then she can use those pictures in, you know, that annual album of the family or whatever. It doesn't have to be an art book. You can mix it right into, you know, your daily life, depending on how you're keeping memories for your family. But I think that's a, a neat uh, way to do it is, again, I said, take a picture of the kid holding the object. I love that because then you have the age they are and their size. And it's like, look how little you were and you made that. It's so cute when you when you're looking back. But I like the idea, too, of taking all the artwork and just taking pictures of it and then getting rid of it. Again, yeah, I'm just and handwriting, handwriting and all of that. It's just yeah. special. And I love what you said Becky does. And if you feel like, darn it, I'm, I would be, you know, because there's a perspective thing that you have to take into consideration. When I was photographing the kids' um, artwork, for the book especially, one of the tools that's super helpful, um, and it's, it's a little investment, is the shot box. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. But it's this kind of great little box that it's all um, white and it's portable and it really, it's collapsible and it really helps um, give a even lighting scheme mm -hmm. for the photo that you'll take of the artwork. 
And I think you'll just be happier with. That's a great tip. And you know what I love about that shop box? I actually don't have one, but I've seen people using it. And I think of it because we have a cabinet of these things, three dimensional items. They look great in there, you know, the, because you just have better lighting. Uh, flat, you could put flat things in there too, you know, paper. But how many things did your kids make like that is ceramic or we have, exactly. we have a glass yeah. cabinet, which is supposed to have cherished, important, valuable items in it. And they are. It's things that our kids made out of clay and Play-Doh and stuff. And my husband saved all of them. So we have this shelf. And it's funny because... The kids know that all their stuff, that's dad's shelf of all the things they made. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. They've always known that I don't like the tchotchke stuff. <laughs> and they, so they know I like experiences and quality time. So they always gave dad these, you know, this bird with, you know, big giant eyes, <laughs> these funny things. And they make us laugh when we see them. I mean, it makes me laugh when I walk by that cabinet. Plus, it's inside a cabinet so we don't have to dust those items. Again, I don't oh, like them. Yeah. I'm not a collector. But... Anyway, that shot box and taking three-dimensional item photos, mm -hmm. yeah. getting rid of them if you don't want to put them in a glass cabinet like I do. I don't have any china cabinet, but I have my kids' beautiful, you know, bowls and birds mm -hmm. and frogs and things that they made out of, I don't know, modeling clay. So last one, let's go to adult kids. This is one thing that I think a lot of people have that, you know, it's that dirty little secret of photo organizing and not, not wanting anyone to know how much clutter, or how many things you've saved and you, you're hiding it and you're finally ready to downsize or, you know, your kids have moved out and you're just cleaning out garages and spaces and things. I, I love to repurpose their rooms after they've been gone a while. So how do you manage this stuff with adult kids? Here's my suggestion for this, and that is bribe them with a meal, you know, maybe cook their favorite um, meal, invite them over for lunch or dinner, you know, some weekend, uh, obviously if they're close by. Certainly if they're visiting and they live across country, you know, you're going to have to carve out a little bit of time. We're going to go back to that make an appointment and ask them for an hour or two. And everyone's busy, but... These millennials, they don't want all the stuff. There are articles all over the place about they don't want our stuff. Well, here's a little kind of give back. We don't want their stuff either. So if we've saved all their stuff, this is the time that you take an adult child, and I have three, and you say, hey, I found a box of your stuff. And we did this. We did this last year with one of ours. She kept putting boxes in our basement when she would move. She was our nomad child. And finally, we were cleaning up the basement and get like, what is all that stuff? We actually, I had my husband hang up a curtain so I couldn't, I wouldn't see it because they kept bringing stuff when they would move dorms and college and all this. And I was like, okay, this is it. Bring me that box Rachel has. And I went through it. And I found like some important papers with, you know, identifying information like her social security number and other things, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, uh, you need to shred this. And do you want any of this? I found some funny things and I took pictures of them and I sent it to her. And then she's like, I don't want any of that. I go, you're going to go through this when you come to the house again. And she's mm -hmm. like, no, because she's a real minimalist. She loves this. She's very neat and orderly and has this little space. She can live like she wants to live in a tiny house someday. Okay, great. Well, take this box to your tiny house. So 
All I really wanted was permission to throw it away, but she had to see and touch it. I wasn't going to pitch it because I thought there were some important things in there. And certainly, you know, we wanted to shred any, you know, personal data. She's a little careless sometimes. So have your adult kid come and then say, we don't want it either. So you can decide and then let them make the decision to throw it away. And as parents, you know, you can pluck out the one or two things that still, you know, give you a lump in your throat or, oh, don't throw that out if you decide you want to save it. But I feel like they've left a lot of clutter behind to be the minimalist that they are, you know, proud to be. Yeah, yeah. I feel like (laughs) I know when we moved, I was um, surprised at some of the things that my son packed up huge box of stuffed animals that he wanted to keep Uh and he never really played with stuffed animals but he always played with legos all the legos give them away but he wanted to keep the stuffed animals so i think i think our kids and and what i don't know what memories um they have and how they associate them with different things i thought for sure he'd keep something cool from the legos um, and he got rid of all of, a lot of his sports stuff. I I don't know. Maybe they had some bad memories, you know, because he didn't make the baseball team in high school. I don't know. But <laughs> well, um, it's funny what is sentimental to them yeah. and what isn't. But I think that one of those things, especially for adult kids, when you get your kids through college and, and they're moving out on their own, mm-hmm. I just like to make sure that they know that mom and dad's house is not the storage facility. Because through college, I was willing to be okay with that. But afterwards, and they're getting their own places, and my kids all live in the city. I'm like, do you want this at your house? And they're like, no, but I don't want to throw it away. I'm like, no, I don't want this in the garage. Mm-hmm. So either you take it or it's going, you know, we're giving it away or we're throwing it away. The, and the, the hard part about that is because my my mom recently, they moved and she had like some of our old report cards, mine, you know, from second, third, fourth grade, kindergarten, funny stuff. And we were at their house and my kids were looking at, this is about five years ago. They loved looking at that old stuff that was about me. And so I'm really thankful that she held on to it for so long. They looked at it, they laughed at it. I kept some of it and then got rid of the rest of it. So sometimes there's that moment where you can go back and, and, you know, involve the, the next generation of kids in getting a little glimpse into their parent life, whatever you kept. Absolutely. You know, when they're 16 or 18, they don't care anything about Mm -mm. the fact that you were ever 16 or 18, but they will. And we know that. I mean, that's the wisdom of our years. And so I'm going to go back to the original uh, recommendation, which is to keep a memory box for each child Mm -hmm. and put those things in it. Because someday they will want to look at it. And, you know, like you said, now you'll get their kids looking at it. Another generation glimpsing into it. So I'm not saying throw away all your adult kid stuff if they keep trying to hide it in your house. I mean, make that memory box. And if, you know, Rachel probably would have thrown away that whole box, but you heard me say, I actually sorted it. I was a little, little, I'm hostile about it, but I did sort it because I was afraid she would throw something away that mattered because they're so, you know, like just simplify everything, just throw it away. She said, I'm like, no, no, no. I did go through it, and I found a sketch that someone did of her in college that I took a picture. I said, who did this? And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, it's clearly you. I think it's funny. I brought it up and put it in her memory box because at some point she's going to remember who sketched that of her in college, 
And mm-hmm. it's funny, maybe we'll scan it. Maybe we'll take a picture. I don't know. But it fit in her memory box. I put it in there. It's for safekeeping, and it'll be a good, you know, laugh or a sentimental memory later. So I'm not, I'm nice. not espousing to throw everything away because I'm, I'm a keeper of the memories, of course, and I know you are too. And so, yes, they'll be thankful at some point of the things we kept if they don't seem like they're interested now. A lot of times I think boys are much more, um, are less interested than girls. That seems like a stereotype, but it often is the truth. Um, but my son is very sentimental and I'm still cracking up that in his closet of his room and he's 28, he had saved and we did not know this until he was moving into his apartment. All of his like certain clothes, special clothes, like all the jerseys <laughs> from his basketball team at church. And mm-hmm. then he saved like there was this silver metallic, like down, um, vest from Land's End. Oh, and did I know cool. that that was really special? I mean, I remember giving it to him at Christmas and I know he wore it a lot, but that was a keeper. And I, we were laughing. We were, I said, look, he has a Jimboree sweater in here. We were, oh my goodness. We were but I'll tell you, I've kept that because I do have another box that at some point I'm going to take I, I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to have someone make a memory quilt with pieces of fabric from uh, all kinds of important nice. clothing. And that's even of my dad's things and, and my kids. And that will always make me happy, and I'll put that quilt somewhere. And, and they don't get it. You know, I know people make their kids memory quilts, but the quilt's going to be for me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it cracked that. up that he saved clothing, little, like, tiny clothing. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> so anyway, th- there's our tips. Young kids take pictures, do an art gallery night, and, uh, you know, get them involved in telling you when they created the things. The high school and college kids might not be as interested right now, but don't discount the fact that you should still save some of those things. And then the adult kids, definitely make sure that, you know, you ask them, would you like this at your house? Are you going to hang this on your wall? Are you keeping this for what? You know, put this in your closet. Why is it in my closet? Again, mm-hmm. you know, kind of weigh that out in the importance so that you you can get rid of your clutter and downsize too when you want to and, and don't feel so tied to all the things that they're touchstones of our whole life. We, I, I get it. I mean, I look at those things and when Elizabeth opened her box and, and pulled out her onesie, you know, a little tiny one that mm-hmm. she likes in this. And it just, oh, I can't, you know. I, it opens, I don't like, opens I don't the like floodgate. I don't like them to yeah. look at it right now. I'm not ready. <laughs> so um, you can manage that memorabilia. And so we hope we've given you some great ideas to do just that and reduce the clutter by taking pictures and scanning and asking the kids to prioritize, you know, what's really special. Thanks for listening to Episode 7, Photos with Sharita, How to Manage Your Kids' Memorabilia. Make sure that you pop over to the website if you're not already there and look at the show notes and leave a comment. Tell us how you manage the memorabilia and what feels like clutter and what isn't clutter, what you've done uh, to you know, save those special things with your children. Don't forget that in the show notes, we always add a few bonus items. Sometimes we forget something, but we'll give you a list of our favorite tools we use when we work with our clients and our photo organizing business so you can learn from the pros. And uh, 
there'll always be some links of our very favorite things that we use ourselves. Mm-hmm.